Welcome to Girls Room, where each week we unpack the foundational text of the 2010s, HBO's Girls. I'm Julia Gray, and I have my incredible co-host with me, Drew Haskins. Hello, hello. Wow, you put on a really good face and chipper voice for the week you've been having. I feel like I just, with that um, exuberant intro, that was all the drops I had left in my love tank and my energy tank for today. And now I have nothing. No. Like, <laughs> I have to carry the love and energy. No, no, no. I'll, I will supplement my love and energy or the love and energy of the entire enterprise as well. Um, but yes, it has been a week. I feel like we're always talking about how tired we are. Yeah. I don't um, know. I, you know, I think maybe we schedule our recordings on days where it's like okay I finally have a second to breathe and when you finally have a second to breathe it really sets in yeah and also we do have traditional nine to five day jobs uh that really necessitate an evening recording after a long day of hard work in today's capitalist economy so it's uh, ain't that the truth Um, um but there are things to look forward to though um absolutely I am finally after much deliberation, going to a pumpkin patch this weekend. That's sick. Oh, I every every season pumpkin patch passes me by, and then I'm I'm left wondering why didn't I go to a pumpkin patch? Do you have to go upstate for pumpkin patch activities? I guess that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I mean, you you can go upstate. You can go. Um, I feel like everything outside of the city is people call it upstate. So yes, mm-hmm. you know you upstate ish. <laughs> Even if you're going to like uh, Paramus, it's upstate. Yeah, like. Jersey's upstate. Um, let's see. Westchester's upstate. It's yeah. all upstate to me. Um, Philly's upstate. No, not really. But <laughs> I I feel like it shouldn't be a difficult thing to do. Yet I never do it. It does take a lot of planning. Like, I mean, in Chicago, it's the same way. Like, you can't actually go to a patch within the city limits so we're going to wisconsin to a hybrid orchard and pumpkin patch which oh my god that is so fun i'm thrilled about it like (laughs) i it is so like basically christian girl autumn but i do really love fall and especially october um so like to have just like a morning unencumbered by like the daily struggles of being myself to just <laughs> have to like frolic among the pumpkins, like mm-hmm. pick some apples off of the tree, maybe see a horse like that. that, that I find that so soothing. Just pumpkin for brain that day. <laughs> yeah, I I, like full pumpkin head. I think when you're, when I think of pumpkin patch, I need there to be other activities though. You know, like yeah. the more I'm thinking and talking about it, I can't just do a two-hour drive get there get my pumpkin and go I need no. like a little mm. cider hut I need maybe a hayride maybe a little store what about a corn maze where are you with corn mazes I'm interested yeah. um I'm interested I'm open I feel like a corn maze is kind of a fun thing to say you did mm-hmm. you know and but at the same time now that I'm really thinking about corn maze in the experience, not the idea of a corn maze, I might get a little uh, exhausted and scared, you know, in a true corn maze. Yeah, if like, 
the claustrophobia of the corn closing in on you like after the first five minutes i think i'll be like okay let's just wrap it up you know where are you with haunted houses and even a haunted hayride i love i love scary stuff i love haunted house haunted hayride but i will say um do you remember uh, for those who don't know drew and i grew up in the same hometown um i know exactly what you're about the haunted forest Oh, that's not what I thought you were going to talk okay, about. Okay, I want I want to but... hear your thing, but the haunted okay. forest. There were all those rumors that the people, like they just kind of let anyone in and let anyone do the um the scaring, and yeah. they're they're famous for the chainsaw. Like, doesn't have any chains on it, but like you could easily bring one in with chains on it, and everyone would talk about that. Like, oh, did you know sometimes people, the actors, have real chains on the chainsaw that they pull. I think that's fucking psycho. And I and never did I, I never did Haunted it. Forest. It's so, so like genuinely terrifying. And I really loved it until I kind of like started to fear death, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that's a good good point. Like it once we are aware of our own mortality, like mm-hmm. the possibility of being actually butchered to death and um with a chainsaw in like the middle of Gaithersburg, Maryland does yeah. not really seem like the most fun way to go out. Like um, it, it, you know, I've, I've read the news. Things happen. Do you remember, I don't think I should say her name. I think I, I know what you're going to say. Wait, say the initials. SJ. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So <laughs> shout out to SJ who absolutely, I was not really friends with her and I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Neither of us were, but she <laughs> had an open invitation, haunted house slash maybe hayride too i don't remember if there was a hayride i think i think just the house i think her parents were like rich halloween enthusiasts right yeah something like that and they had in their expansive backyard um Mm -hmm. a halloween like haunted house in like fall bonanza hybrid Mm -hmm. back there every single year that was open to the public um no I don't think it was tick. I don't remember paying any money for it. I only went once or twice, but. Yeah, I don't know. I wonder, like, was that a fun kind of thing to do with your parent friends and like, just like have everyone over or like, did they really think they were doing a service for the neighborhood? I just like, I'm wondering what the motive behind it was. It is in very many ways, like proto Real Housewives of Potomac behavior. Yes. Yeah. It's very Real Housewives. I don't ever remember meeting those specific parents, but I'm sure the mom would have like slot right in with. I think the the mom, I think uh, if I, I, I'm pretty sure the mom teaches Pilates. So perfect. Perfect. (laughs) Um, What a, what a weird upbringing we have, but um, that's, that is always my first association with like the Potomac haunted house of it all. Just cause Mm -hmm. like, before or since i have never heard of someone staging a really like truly full-scale haunted house in their backyard crazy no, that's not done um well who has the land these days I mean, who has the land not i not i if i was a different person if i had my shit together more and i um had less job i would love to turn my apartment into like a walk through haunted house oh that would be fun like, I have kind of like a railroadish situation. I think it could be fun. Yeah, you could definitely do the like 
here you have a room where it's just like the grape eyeballs you know like that mm-hmm. but it's mm-hmm. like floor to ceiling like that's the eyeball room <laughs> the eyeball room oh I really think and then one room you like maybe the bedroom you go in and like a exorcism doll kind of pops up oh yeah bed. I don't know I think I think there's there are things you could do you have possibilities but- here I do think I have noticed an uptick over the past year and change of people decorating their homes for Halloween as if it were Christmas. And my working theory behind this is that millennials love Halloween. And like all these people who it is such a millennial were raised holiday. on Hocus Pocus and Adam's Family Values mm-hmm. and like um, Hex Girls and stuff like now have kids and are just putting up the inflatable like oogie boogies and spiders mm-hmm. and stuff um as if That's it was rudolph it's crazy no that is such a good point i feel like it's it's because we all remember the the very real experience of like there was so much um <laughs> culture is too strong a word but there was a lot around halloween when we were kids oh yeah it was always the fun time of year too and it still kind of is like yeah i, I wonder, like, I wonder how I wonder how Gen Z is experiencing it. Like, I I, I feel like uh, trick or treating. I, I I assume it's lost its luster post COVID, somewhat. I'm just not really exposed. This is the first year since 2019 that I've had a porch, so mm-hmm. I'm gonna see if people actually come and get candy this year, but. Like the past few years I've lived in apartments where, you know, like you wouldn't necessarily knock on like each floor of like the eighth floor, you know, like, or each door of the eighth floor. It doesn't really make a lot of sense to do that. I'm also wondering what are the kids, what Halloween content are the kids watching? Like, cause for us, it was, there was a monoculture, you know, like it was Halloween town. It was Hocus Pocus. Oh my God. Halloween town. I want to watch that again. I love that shit. Twitches. Twitches just celebrated its like anniversary, I believe. Like a 20-year anniversary. What for Twitches? Um, I know you have a heart out, so we should probably oh, yeah, we probably should. Um, but before we go in, you know that girl on TikTok who like may- maybe the the um the mother of girl dinner, you know, the girl who has all those weird foods and she's like something with mustard okra with oh mustard. do you know who? yes i do so she's not someone who pops up on my tiktok but i do see her on uh x formerly known as twitter all the time uh-huh. um being made fun of which yeah of course yeah. i mean it, it's a whole it's a whole weird thing she has going yeah. but um i am like sometimes fascinated by it and one thing she eats a lot is like a apple chicken sausage link with mustard and it always looks weirdly good to me and right now it's not apple chicken but i am eating sauce chicken sausage with mustard it is hitting well, is there any doing. starch with that or just it, it's it just the sausage and mustard because this sausage, is all very babe. german this just is very sausage. traditional i mean it, it's it's normal but there's something about Maybe it's just the way I'm eating it. There's no cutting going on. I'm just like straight, yeah. you know, just chomping into it with a fork. 
I, I think this is, I think this is fine. I think this is elegantly cultural. This is October and that's Oktoberfest behavior. So true. It's really, it's really good. Um, if you had a all. pumpkin beer, you'd be like, I'd be in heaven. Full, full drag, like October drag. Like, I love it. Okay. Um, do you want to go through the last episode recap while I, um, while I bite into this? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so the last episode was season six, episode one, the season premiere of the final season of girls in which Hannah went to a Montauk surf retreat for an article assignment and slept with the instructor who taught her that vibes are good and hate is bad. Ray and Marnie are officially dating, but Marnie does end up sleeping with Desi. And that is basically it what you missed um when you put it that way it wasn't so eventful but it was a great episode and I think this episode that we're about to talk about might be the last great not the last great episode of girls but one of the last great episodes in the girls series the one we're talking about today yeah I mean mm, I don't know I I, there's there's something special about this episode I do there's a lot to like about it um there is a lot to like about it. And I will say that I found myself a little underwhelmed because okay. historically I had built up this episode in my head as one of the better ones of this season, a season that I am pretty positive on by and large. Mm-hmm. But um, I thought it was a little unevenly structured and we mm-hmm. can kind of get... I'll I'll just because the way it is structured does not really dovetail neatly with how we usually recap the show. I will yeah. just say that the cutting back constantly in between like the actually kind of scary stuff that's happening at the cabin in Poughkeepsie and mm-hmm. then the the Weeman stuff um was very tonally weird to me. I would have rather have yeah. if you're gonna like stage the cabin stuff like a horror movie, you can't mm-hmm. cut in elijah like going off to do coke in the bathroom yeah i loved the weemans i think that's that's a good point they weren't really like they could have split those things up into two different episodes and they could have got like two good episodes instead of one you know yeah. what i mean yeah 100 percent. um so let's start with the marnie desi hannah plot line um we open on marnie having sex with desi um she's doing the thing where she uh is fucking someone she hates which works for her according to her online therapy and previous episodes yeah yeah it's she says i'm worse than my father i'm a fucking monster and um it's just an awful cringy sex scene she's like physically cringing as he's finishing on top of her anyway this is this is to let us know marnie is cheating on ray with desi her in the process ex-husband uh truly ace physical comedy work from allison williams that like the Mm -hmm. full body like cowering she does underneath his chest it was like whoa (laughs) like truly we gotta do screenshots well i guess where would we post them but like i should i need to do like screenshots yeah we should do screenshots and then do like one of those tiktok slideshows this is this is for for another time that is a thank you yeah um, that's easy <laughs> um, that's easy um so marnie and desi pull up in this red 
I don't know cars Corvette it's like a hot little red car yeah it was like a 50s like leave it to beaver kind of convertible yeah they they pull up outside of Hannah's apartment looking like hipster caricatures um Marnie in her big sunglasses and scarf and Desi in a beanie a striped shirt like just they they look like straight off a of tumbler it's hilarious <laughs> you very very tumbler like very like 60s french new wave as like done by someone who's never actually watched those movies like yes exactly which it. is tum- tumbler yeah. yeah exactly exactly <laughs> and they're going to poughkeepsie for some reason staying in a cabin i don't remember why the three of them are going together i think maybe so so uh, Marnie feels less guilty about the Ray lie, right? Yeah. So she's bringing Hannah to add like legitimacy to the alibi. She tells mm-hmm. Ray that Han- she and Hannah are going on some sort of like retreat or something. Yeah. Like artistic weekend. But like Desi goes with them unbeknownst to Ray. I think that's what. Of course. Right. That makes sense. That that sounds all right. I was kind of like the actual logic of this like get together. I was not paying attention uh, too much to because Elijah really stole the show once again. I love the rapport that he and Marty have. He's also he's a star in this episode. Oh, Um, yeah. Yeah, I I also love the rapport. Um, wh- what are some what are some good lines? So Hannah's talking to Elijah, um, about the cheating, uh, Marnie and Desi cheating, and <laughs> Hannah quickly tells him like, "Wait, do not tell anyone. Like, I'm just you know we have a sacred bond of husband and wife. Nothing we say leaves this room. We immediately know Elijah is going to fucking tell someone." Um, but I love the line when Hannah's kind of retelling the whole tryst. Um, she ends with, and now they want to try anal. <laughs> like, it's just so such a real uh I- I'm having trouble coming up with what I'm trying to say, but it's it's such a real way of her explaining the situation. Like that yeah. is the button on the on it's- the tail. It's a very realistic portrayal of the, um, not to be reductive here, but the fag and hag dynamic. Like, I I, I just, Elijah is just a very well-written gay character in general. And like, this is is such a believable girl and gay friendship. Um, Hannah is using this weekend to write though, because she's, her assignment is about Staten Staten Island's last, sex cult Mm -hmm. and i like wish i remembered or wrote down a single line of like the little lead that we see her typing up but it was so so funny and i wish like i i don't know why i didn't take a screenshot of that did did i not write anything down from that let me look i guess i don't think you did damn damn well (laughs) Maybe Trust we'll us. we'll do a dramatic reading on our on TikTok. That's a good point. Um, but yeah, I I love um, I love the Staten Island's last sex cult. I think that's such a funny detail. Um, on the way up to Poughkeepsie, mm-hmm. Hannah stumbles into this 
little trinketeria where she meets this very instagrammable goth like shopkeep girly mm-hmm. um she immediately tells her like what did she say like you look like my instagram feed came to life or something yeah exactly and then, that. yeah she asks like what are you doing here um and <laughs> she says well do you want the hero's tale or the short version and hannah goes the short version's fine which is not very funny um but she goes on to tell somewhat of some some sort of hero's tale about how chris noth uh fished her out of the subway tracks uh after she hit the third rail and then she decided that that was a sign she needed to move to poughkeepsie i guess yeah i mean like be somewhere where you're not gonna fall on the subway all the time for sure i thought she was a perfect like funny girl's side character oh absolutely and you know you know i was on imdb really quickly uh just mm-hmm. to verify but i knew who this was immediately as someone okay, who watched every season of parenthood this is queen joy bryant uh absolute legend so good on parenthood so good on a bunch of other things she is in the seminal film carmen a hip-hopera as well um for all of you uh do i need to watch have- parenthood that's a hard question. I I think it would be hard to enjoy parenthood these days because it feels it's very like hokey pokey television that doesn't really feel current anymore. Mm-hmm. And I find Dax Shepard unwatchable these he's days just because irritating. he's so annoying. Um mm-hmm. and he is like I mean he's like one of the main characters of that show. And the same way I can't really do Parks and Rec anymore really cuz like the tag oh, team yeah. of Chris Pratt and Aziz Ansari makes it very hard for me. That's to, like, so true. And uh, yeah, Adam Scott in a comedy role really doesn't work for me anymore. Sorry. Oh, the Severance girly. I love Severance yeah. and I love Party Down, but like, I, I think maybe just in that role, I'm really like, oof, you know? Well, yeah. I mean, that kind of comedy is a little like. I didn't even really like that show to begin with, if I'm being honest. Whoa. See, I I always preferred it to The Office. Mm, I'm I'm definitely the other way around. Yeah, I I think most people are. I just find The Office kind of like... Like, why would you watch The Office when you could just watch Curb? That's my... Uh, Well, that's just a fact yeah um, but you know in in the good old days of of network television i was i remember i recorded the office on vhs when i had Whoa. to miss an episode yeah that's um well you know what we didn't have the technology back then no that's <laughs> actually i'm showing my age <laughs> i like i was doing that with ugly betty episodes for a little bit too um and then we got like Hulu basically the year afterwards which is nice we've we've had Hulu TiVo. for like 15 remember TiVo so we People were still TiVo <laughs> I'm sure they are but like my family was not a TiVo household like you no, watch it live you put it on a VHS tape or um I guess we got Xfinity this isn't interesting DVR. But- all right we got we got it we don't <laughs> we have much time <laughs> that was my upbringing <laughs> We'll do a full episode on uh, the differences between DVR, uh, TiVo, and recording on VHS next week. But this week we need I, a we need to bring our. Oh my god! I cannot believe like we've never talked about the weather on this show, but like we That's that was as close. close as we've ever come to like fully sliding into like weather. Talk. 
I have I have one more question before we move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, have you seen Suits? And do I need to watch it? People are talking about it. Now. Um, I am not a big Suits fan. I have seen a few episodes because my brother was really obsessed with it back in the day. My younger brother, um, shout out to mm-hmm. Grant, is a like connoisseur of USA Network pro- original programming. That's so random. Um. Burn notice suits, royal pains, like the whole shebang. Um, and he has seen so so much suits. Um, That is so so specific. I did not catch the bug. I did not catch the bug. All right. Well, good to know. Okay, so this Instagrammable shopkeep uh gives Hannah a tea set, and she says, um, "Thanks to my accident, I'm quite the psychic, and I can tell when a woman needs a new tea set," which. I thought was genius writing. Genius writing. Um, also genius writing. Uh, Hannah saying that Marnie is stuck in this psychosexual hamster wheel with this fuck nugget. Um, I I laughed out loud at that. Um, because she's still in this little trinketeria, and Marnie is fighting with Desi outside. Um, and you hear her yelling like, "Check that girl out in the yogurt shop!" and then. Uh, I wonder if this was improv. Uh, Desi yells back, I was worried about her. <laughs> oh. oh, and then another hilarious. See, this, this was a good episode. Another yeah, really- yeah, yeah. It's really funny until it's like, you know, horrible. But even when it's horrible, it's still funny. I don't know. I like this episode. Okay, yeah. so they're driving in the car, like reaching their final destination, Poughkeepsie cabin. They're listening to a cover of Karma Police by Radiohead, and it's Marnie singing in the car. Yeah, I did catch I, that. <laughs> I did catch it. I did catch it. Um, I I had to like tune this out because whenever she really sings, like or interprets the like classics of old, like I have such an involuntary body shutdown at this point. That's like, so funny. She, I'm she just so... can't do it. No, I celebrate it though. I thought that was like also just the choice to do Karma Police. Hilarious. I couldn't have made a better decision if, if I tried. If they had done Creep, that would have been like even, I mean, it would have been Honestly, so much though, more on the nose. But... Yes, exactly. Like this is just, I mean, it's it's one of their biggest songs, but it, it's a perfect like yeah. not cut. But It's not first thought, but it's like no. second or third thought. Yes, which I think they definitely, they definitely considered creep, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, and they're like, no, 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 no. So, like, the centerpiece, like, dramatic crux of this storyline is Marnie finding Desi's, like, mason jar of loose oxy Oh, my God. The mason jar. It's so funny. And look, I never heard a of a pill jar. bottle. I know, like, carrying loose pills in a glass jar is absolute, like, straight to like Cedars 5150 behavior. Yeah, no, it's a huge mason jar. Not huge, but, like, a big jar-sized mason jar. Um, yeah, like, how does she not hear those rattling around on glass? Like, and that was not a full bottle. Like, it was, like, mm-hmm. it was, like, shaking a maraca, I'm sure, yes. in that bag. I mean, and not only that, uh, as... As Desi said, I've been on them for a fucking year and I'm addicted to them. So please put them fucking back. How do you, wait, what does he say? You're fucking demented. Who doesn't know their husband is on 20 oxy a day? 
Yeah. And like, as Hannah says later, like, or wait, maybe Marnie acknowledges it, but one of the two, when they're having their little like get together mm-hmm. on the floor, um, she says, Marnie acknowledges that this is the second time that this has happened to uh-huh. her because after she did not notice that Charlie was on heroin the entire time that they were. Okay. I together. didn't pick up on that. I'm so yeah. dense. I didn't realize she was referring to, I thought it was just like, oh, this is the second time. Like, I didn't realize, oh, we saw the first time. Yeah. We, this, I mean, this was definitely a little bit more heinous. Like, I don't know how she wouldn't have discovered this, like, big old jar and, like, a full year of of what's going on here. Um, I did really like Marnie after stomping out all the pills on the floor. Um, mm-hmm. And, De- well, Desi's, like, so dark, like, snorting it off, like, the dust oh, off God. the floor. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my God. Um, She's like, Hannah, you dumb slut, get down here. <laughs> Oh, like just the most earnest yelp for help, and that's what comes out. It's it's a perfect <laughs> you dumb because you do. There's a quick shot of Hannah upstairs typing away, and she does hear something going on downstairs. You know, most people's first instinct would be to check it out, but Marnie yeah. aptly says, "You dumb slut, something is going on. <laughs> like, oh get off God. your ass." Um, but you, as you said earlier, it g- gets into a kind of like a full horror, it was like the like comedy horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, they kick him out and they lock him out and, um, they're like just trying to shut all the windows and shut all the doors. And then Desi punches through the glass window yelling his famous line bitches and cunts let me in bitches and cunts and then he just like he's so barred out while he's saying it too it's not that he's screaming like evan moss backrack's performance in this whole episode was like close to a series peak for me like the mm-hmm. way he's like bitches and cunts bitches and cunts <laughs> it's so funny i like it's such a good choice to like not like i mean he's not mad he's just well he is mad but he's not like he just is not tapped into that like primal rage no i mean well he is though it it, but it's a different kind of primal rage it's It's like like a a pill withdrawal zombie Mm -hmm. yeah it's more zombie than monster um but just the bitches and cunts is (laughs) it's so funny i think sophie uh last week also was mentioning that yeah. line as a particular highlight and she did definitely uh definitely a highlight of this episode for me <laughs> too it's funny i've heard i forgot that until it happened and boy what a treat what a treat um also a treat we got a very um introspective moment from hannah horvath uh mm-hmm. on the floor of this bathroom she says something like so profound and so like <laughs> unlike hannah it's hard to have observations about other people when you're only thinking about yourself. I would know. Yeah. I mean, that is a true, beautiful brain blast moment for Hannah. Like, I mean, honestly, as, um, you know, I'm, I'm as narcissistic as the next girl. I'm not particularly narcissistic, but I am, um, I don't know, a human woman. Yeah. I I heard that and I was like, true. (laughs) like it was, I mean it's it's a little hack but wow you're fucking right girl like I don't know I I, I found it poignant I, I know it's a little like not supposed to be totally groundbreaking but 
I I don't know. I thought it was a great line and a great uh, great line show of how far our girl has come, kind of. Well, she also like did have a wonderful experience with the great philosopher of our time, Paul Louis, last week. Um, oh, or, and so his like vibe you know, is vibe. He her. Yeah. Wow. And she, I, I really do like Hannah this season. Like it seems like, especially um, right after like the Tally Schifrin meetup mm-hmm. that she had, and shedding Fran. Like Fran was really dragging her ass That's down. Yeah. Um. She is so like, like grounded and like focused. Like it's just, it's really nice to see someone actually like succeed well at what they're, like what they want their life to be like. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and it not having it not be exactly what they thought. I don't know. That's a good point, though. They do a good job of developing Hannah and like kind of showing us the progression yeah. of how she's here. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's it's a nice, sweet moment uh, between Hannah and Marnie. Like, they kind of have this realization, like, we are soulmates, we are here for each other, we're so different, but we are, like, we're girls, and yeah. we're thick and thin. And so really, it's just a sweet, sweet moment. I, I, I really liked that. I, and then the, the episode ends with um a Joni Mitchell needle drop Freeman in Paris one of my favorite Joni songs um Desi like (laughs) they get Desi in the back of the car um do you know like bringing it back to the pumpkin patch in the great (laughs) pump it's the great pumpkin Charlie Brown um Charlie goes out to the pumpkin patch and gets Linus and puts the blanket on him and takes him in because Linus has been all night waiting for the great pumpkin Okay, that sounds adorable, but um, Peanuts oh, no. kind of gives me, like, nausea, if that makes sense. <laughs> nausea? It's Peanuts. It's just, like, a little too slow and sweet and, like, uh, like gives me anxiety. Maybe that's the more. It is very um, naturalistic, almost. Well, not, like, in animation style, but in, like, emotional realism. Like, yeah. It's very it's, grounded it's a little... for a kid's show. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, what is that about me? <laughs> I mean, it's a bunch of like clinically depressed eight year olds like trying to search for meaning in this world. Yeah, that's actually, you know what? Yeah, yeah, it yeah. is. That's not emotionally mature enough. <laughs> and it has a great uh, free jazz soundtrack thanks to the, the fabulous Vince Guaraldi trio. Wow, that's a- you know all that Christmas music that he did like the. I did not realize you know all these little little special facts oh so that was just like one of we got off track again but that was like one of those Christmas albums that like was really like on rotation in my household was like the the I guess that's Charlie Brown Christmas I don't Uh think I could hum anything from Charlie Brown Pumpkin um another thing okay before we'll go back yeah 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 but um another thing that gives I mean not that anyone our age even nostalgically would be watching Rugrats but Rugrats is another thing that gives me anxiety I think maybe it's maybe it's babies who act older (laughs) maybe I don't like that yeah I I actually am kind of with you on that one Rugrats was not a big part of my Nickelodeon viewing diet 
Um, Maybe just the pacing. I'm like, uh, you know. But they're also like very young too at the same time. Like, and it's a little too much like baby, like slightly gross humor. I'm just like, oh, yeah. Need- and, you know, you know why? This? You know why? It's probably because it's for kids. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, no, certainly. But like SpongeBob does not give me the same like, I think, well, so like Looney Tunes was such a big formative piece of culture for me. Sure. In like a very humor defining way. And I feel like as far as like Nick Cartoon Network, those kinds of shows, like SpongeBob was always like the gold standard for me because for sure. it was the most Looney Tunes-esque in terms yeah. of like just surreal absurdism. Yes. And like funny and kind of like the pacing of a comedy. Whereas Rugrats is so kind of slow and like, oh, guess we're doing this now. <laughs> and, and the conflict is about like, who spilled the milk? Like, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> oh my god, we're so. What's wrong with us? I don't look. We have had a really, really long week, you guys. Like, we're a little like tired. We are a little slap happy. Like, oh. I okay to tie it back though. Put a needle. Mm-hmm. We what? No, um, pin a needle. Tie a bow. I'll pin tie it? a bow. <laughs> put a pin in it. Um, on the Hannah Marnie Desi storyline, um, Joni Mitchell Freeman in Paris is really excellent, and it reminded me this week um, that Sufjan Stevens also has an excellent, excellent, excellent cover of Freeman in Paris that is only available on Apple Music, I believe, but it's probably on YouTube. Um, that yeah. is my needle drop of the week. Okay, I'm writing that down um i love that yeah it's Um, the new sufion album is also really good and i have not been able to um unthink former guest of the pod bobby highland's tweet about it was something along the lines of sufion stevens really carries the whole entire weight of human suffering like in his pussy or something i was like yep that's like truly a that is what it is that's a perfect hyperbole oh god why did you um, show Shalisha Jessa? Yes. Okay. See, I I don't know why. I mean, tonally, I don't know if I was confused tonally, as you said earlier, because these are both like kind of funny, tragic little stories. Yeah. The end of this plot line um, was perfection to me. Um, yeah. But oof. We gotta rush through this a little bit, okay, actually. Yeah. Just, like, so Shosh and Jessa, we'll just oh, yeah, we're gonna zoom, zoom, zoom. zoom. Shosh and Jessa are filming a happy birthday message for their grandma. Always forget their cousins. Um, Shosh is congratulating her for being under a hundred pounds. Jessa tells her to wear condoms in the nursing home. Um, and then we see a moment of Jessa kind of trying to connect with Shoshana. I think Jess is kind of uh uh, wasting away a bit and <laughs> I love Jessica going you work in a market right and Shosh <laughs> no I work in marketing yeah then, yeah Shosh doesn't want to invite Jessa to this women in business conference um and Jessa of course thinks professional women are her exact crowd <laughs> a true lol um mm-hmm. I have to say though this was a rare moment in which I found Shosh to be judgy mm-hmm. and contradictory in ways that she's not always 
and I get why she's doing it considering the place that she's in right now but her like putting the laptop away and being like that was so inappropriate I don't think I'm gonna send that when like she herself was like congrats on being 97 pounds like yeah it was a little like okay let's uh yeah curb the ennui a little bit and uh just be nice to your cousin yeah Shosh was planning on going to the um event with Elijah they're like clearly hanging alone for the first time uh so I think it's just such a funny I mean we find out that Shosh is kind of using Elijah to come as her uh assistant yeah so I mean okay let's just get straight into the conference or yes. whatever event. it's called WEMUN all caps w-e-m-u-n uh which stands for women entrepreneurs meet up now really oh that is my that's my i'm sorry that's my perfect joke it's perfect <laughs> like it is almost like girls is so good at like skewering millennial wellness culture and like millennial corporate speak like mm-hmm. I think they've done some if not this exact concept like they've definitely hit this nail on the head many a time before but that I, all you have to do sometimes is a funny business name and that really gets yep, yep a funny business name a funny person name um we get some funny person names oh, uh, yes, in a bit, but oh, yes. um this place is like filled with different kinds of white women, um, all in pleather, as Elijah points out. And um, then we hear on the on the mic, the hosts are giving a little speech. Uh, one of them says, sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a maelstrom of fascinating conversation. LOL at the maelstrom. <laughs> like, Awful. Oh, and then um, so the founders of this conference are also the creators of Jamba Jeans Athletic Denim and their names are uh Rachel DeCapley and Ziva Carondale. Ziva, <laughs> Ziva Carondale is outrageous. Oh it's so funny I like you know I killed to be a fly on the wall in that writer's room oh, coming yes. up. I wonder if uh Lena or someone just has a running list of hilarious names. Oh, I'd, I'd have to imagine. I sometimes do that because I, I, I love I love a funny name. And I, I yeah, I have to imagine. Well, that's like and, ha- half of comedy is picking a funny name. Like, I yes. think I've said that on the pod. Precisely. But like um, Ziva Carondale, like Jama Jeans itself too. Like <laughs> athletic <laughs> denim. Just show says something at some point like, they really saw a white space in the market for athletic denim or something. A white space in <laughs> the market. Um, but I this whole speech given by Rachel and Ziva is so funny. It's so just, you know, the joke jokes per minute. It's it's it turns girls into a comedy for for a moment. And I love when the show does that. But yeah. um one of the lines is, and to those asking on the Facebook page if we accept trans women, we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like just that was so clueless women um that shosh is clearly so obsessed with um just congratulating them and fawning over and they are so clueless too like shosh tells them that she's working at a junior associate at this like 
boutique marketing agency mm-hmm. and the women like in all earnestness say oh that's incredible they do nothing and achieve everything and we're obsessed with that like yeah 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 oh I mean and then Elijah and um I, I wrote Jemima Jessa's eyes are glazing over they're just like totally tuning out as Shosh is like completely falling all over herself for these girls i I get it like these i get it too i I kind of like girl boss dud vibe is so like if i had to pick one vibe that is so like completely antithetical to everything that i would like to have in my life like vibe wise Mm -hmm. this would be this would probably be that vibe that's interesting because i i don't feel that way i feel like it's not totally antithetical, but it's also not what I want at all. But it is something I can see myself being like, okay, sure, Jamba Jeans. You know, like I could see myself at a at a version of this conference, just like being like, well, I got to try something. <laughs> <laughs> when you get like, you're opening yourself up to like the emotional facelift that <laughs> Shoshana uh-huh. tries to give herself with it. Um, she is definitely on her worst behavior this episode like her just like cravenly trying to like use this opportunity to like ditch her old life and get back in the graces yeah her old I mean, friends exactly she kind of like comes at Jessa. okay well first it comes out that these founder girlies uh hate shoshana because she canceled a trip on them and um basically in that moment when shoshana canceled the trip she was choosing jessa and jessa's friends because jessa convinced shoshana to go to a, a beach party so where she fought someone i, I, I have know. this exactly written down okay you sure. made me go to rockaway beach with you where all we did was sit around in the sand and get italian ices and then you made me stay because you thought we saw vincent gallo and it wasn't fucking vincent gallo it's so funny i mean Her, italian ices is such a funny shoshism it's also just like that's in shosha's mind in her version of her story that's the exact moment when her life went south you know she like she sees it so clearly now she's like wow i really was seduced into this like cool jessa lifestyle um with these fucking losers and now i like i ruined all these chances at being just like a basic marketing girl that i always thought i would be yeah like she um i think a lot of a lot of us have had those kinds of sliding doors moments with oh yeah i think friendship specifically like picking one person over another or like pr- choosing mm-hmm. like prioritizing something over another and like there definitely is that what if but like her I think her rage at Jessa is like super justifiable at the end in a lot of ways because Jessa is like emotional dead weight totally um Um, but this was very cruel of Shosh as well yeah I see both sides because on one hand Jessa's like get over it she says like oh they suck they're like Bethany Frankel and Khloe Kardashian if those weren't revolutionary women, that's <laughs> funny line. Um, but yeah, uh, at the end, Jess or Josh is like, Jessa, you're not coming in our cab. Go away. You're such a user. You suck. You ruined my life. 
Uh, she she literally says, I, you ruined my life. I could have been involved in Jamba Jeans. Um, and then Elijah comes at Jessa and for stealing the plate from Weemun. She goes out with like a hors d'oeuvres plate and also stealing Adam from Hannah. So, you know, it, it's Elijah's, I don't know what Elijah's goal is here completely, but he's just well, kind he's of- coked out of his damn gourd. Right. So like, I, he's, I mean, and he's like messy gay spilling tea too, because he also yeah. blows up um Marnie yeah, and Desi's yeah yeah so and ends um their little storyline ends with shosh just kind of silently seething and sad um next to elijah's blabbering ass um and jessa walking away angry saying like she Um, keeps the plate though she keeps the plate honestly there's no whatever take the plate i would take the plate i don't think who cares like (laughs) Shosh's this is the side of Shosh I just really don't like is like the keeping up appearances like when she gets her like inner Charlotte on and I love Charlotte I am a Charlotte but like it's so judgy and like at this point she's like overcorrecting yeah you know like she yeah she's overcorrecting like she's like wow my whole life is a lie now I need to tell everyone Elijah's my uh assistant so I can be relevant in these circles that I have exited or whatever. She's exited and now she'll never get to go to Aruba as she Oh yeah. That. And now we'll never see Aruba. That's such a funny line. Oh my God. I I'll never go to Aruba. I'm just saying that right now. I don't need to go to Aruba. I don't care about Aruba. No. There are other islands in the Caribbean that have a richer cultural history. I would love um, to know about those. Can you tell me about those? I'm trying like to Puerto describe Rico. it. Puerto Rico. Yeah, I love Puerto Rico. Obviously Puerto, Puerto Rico. Rico. Yeah, incredible. Um, oh. I don't know. We can, talk, we can talk about this off pod, but I do okay. have recommendations. Um, not that I've traveled that extensively, but mostly Aruba is on my like no-fly zone because of the murder of Natalie Holloway. That is mostly oh. why I do not want to go to Aruba. I just, it, that's a very negative association for, for a very small piece of land like hey i get it yeah they did make a breakthrough in the case though this week but but that's uh they're they're going to nancy grace's incredible podcast for that because i'm sure that she has uh updates um should we do we have time for final segments or do you need we do have fun no we don't have to jet jet um because it started pouring so i might actually just uber to my Mm. so we have a few extra minutes which girl are you though um honestly maybe shosh unfortunately like i'm a bit of shosh feeling not not regret for i mean i don't know feeling like should i have just like owned being a basic bitch and like pursued marketing and had a normal fucking job instead of being like maybe i'm a writer and then like (laughs) you know you know i i I have a good day job at the moment and i'm still writing but should i have just kind of you know followed my ad degree and that's a little thing i discuss in therapy (laughs) Ooh, you know what i'm actually gonna agree with you on that because that reasoning is hitting me like right in the right in the chest here you know um i guess i guess it wouldn't be i i also for once i'm also a little jesse in this situation too though like i Mm. have such antipathy to words as i've 
previously said like towards these kinds of like summits based around like networking and corporate speak and like quote-unquote mm-hmm. professional development like I just find it so um like weirdly perverse and how like th- this is not how like socializing should work and I I just I hate how it's so like economically craven I don't know I just I, like I mean, I'm being so imprecise but like no, I, no, I you're, that's, you're it makes sense. me like it, it gives me such an ick um yeah and also Elijah maybe I'm that would be me actually because I'm that but gay so yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that you are Elijah that's so funny um fit check uh I wrote something down I don't remember oh maybe oh go on Mm, you first Mm, okay I had actually two for this um I thought Marnie's Jackie Kennedy headscarf uh was insane in the Corvette Mm -hmm. and on a more positive note I thought Jess's like Tom Brown adjacent skirt suit that she wears to mm-hmm. women was a hot look and i love jess's bob this season yeah it's a bob. It's a bob. rocking bob um i i'm gonna say i thought it was very funny when hannah described um uh what's his name desi as um he looked she said he looks like if the some if the pacific northwest knit a man <laughs> I don't know if we, we cited that quote earlier, but that's exactly <laughs> so it. Um, and yeah, maybe that's the outfit that stuck out to me the most because she's right. I mean, I think that's a good segue into MVP LVP because I think it was more so than almost any other week that LVP has to be Desi. Like this yeah, is, I mean, this is a rock bottom. The answer is clear. There's yeah. If Total you... rock bottom punch through a glass window yelling bitches and cons bitches and cons like that unfortunately you have you have won lvp for the week yeah Um, yeah i don't think there's another answer i think my mvp would have to be hannah i think for like maybe the fourth episode in a row now um because she really stays above it this week she helps her friends she like she and marnie have a really nice time she has a nice encounter and um a trinketeria mm-hmm. so i felt really bad that desi broke her teapot when he punched at the window <gasps> no i didn't notice that yeah. oh i hate that that, was sad. that would have made me actually cry, like cry. no me too <laughs> me too if a psychic gave me a tea set and someone smashed it i'd be like well immediately done. day yeah. of um that's so funny yeah no i think i'm in complete agreement with you no notes well sister solidarity do we want to do, I guess we do have like two, three minutes. Do we want to touch quickly on Salt Lake City? Okay. Or I... Roni finale? Okay. Honestly, I like watched both episodes and hardly paid attention to either. I'd love to hear your highlights because I thought, I thought there were, both were kind of snoozy. I mean, I thought... actually, I don't know. Salt Lake was pretty funny with the Easter bullshit. I liked the, I love Easter culture. In the same way that I like Halloween culture, I love Easter culture. Yeah. The Easter of it all was wonderful. Um, I think, quick bullets, um, Monica's mom should be locked up. I sort of think oh Monica is like 
Monica is like what on earth to me um yeah. but I love her iconic housewife she's great she just like that relationship is so raw and real um, that was I mean that was crazy it was like her mom was putting on a show but also not realizing the cameras were on her yeah I think seeing Lisa Barlow's kids hate her so much is uncomfortable to watch as well yeah. um uh, I don't know. I guess I don't really know what else to say about Salt Lake City. I thought Roni was a snooze of that. Snooze fest. Um, oh my god. You know what? I yeah, total snooze. I I didn't endear me to any of the girls anymore. I really. I'm hate still Jessel. I'm I'm with her. I'm with Jessel. But I hate Sai. I need her gone. She's so annoying. I think. Like, what I am hearing in the rumor mill is that all the women are going to be back. It would appear, though, that Jenna is gone. Really? She, well, she said as much, basically. She was just on Watch What Happens Live this week with Julia Fox, yeah. which was essential okay. viewing. Um, oh, I have to and she, like, is essentially saying, like, the quiet part out loud that, like, this was a one-season thing for her. Like, she did it to, like, reboot the show, and then now she's gone. But... Damn it. I don't, whatever I don't need if she, if she wasn't gonna contribute then you know like yeah like I think she is a wonderful cool person whose style um and life I find mm-hmm. fascinating but I don't think you need to necessarily go to Real House of New York for that like she has an Instagram I think she would do great on TikTok she should go there yeah. like she doesn't sure. need it though. Yeah, no, she definitely doesn't need it. I would just like if she chose to maybe open herself up to the possibilities there. I would love to see more of her actual life, you know. But I don't yeah. think we were going to get that. You know. No. Well, and I mean, we'll we'll talk about the reunions when they happen. Um, Salt Lake yes. City, the mid-season trailer looks explosive. So. We'll keep touching in there. Um, anything else you're watching or listening to that you're enjoying at the moment? Not off the top of my head. What about you? I'm like totally drawing a blank. Oh God. I mean, like watching wise, I, truly the only like non-housewife show I'm watching on a week to week basis right now is Great British Bake Off, which is having a wonderful season. Oh, um, yeah. Listening wise, uh, new. I mean, new Sufjan's incredible. Um, I really enjoyed the new Troy Sivan album as well. Um, very Gay Guy Friday of me, but like it was I, I very Oh yeah, I, I liked it. I liked, I liked it. it. Um, um, the new Squirrel Flower album is very good. That's kind of my indie rock wreck of the week, I would say. She's this wonderful Chicago-based artist um, who is doing, I mean, it's very like 90s rock influence, but okay, I'm open to it. It's got that same sort of like choral 60s like orchestral sweep to it. That similar to like that Greg Mendez album I recommended a few months back. Like okay, that, for whatever reason, that's catnip to me right now. So her name's Squirrel. Squirrel Flower. Squirrel Flower. Not okay. her birth name. But I'm I'm giving her a chance. <laughs> I don't think there are good band names left. No, there really aren't. It's, I mean, that's, I could do a whole episode on that. <laughs> I feel like every new band this year has had the stupidest fucking name in the world. Like Bar Italia. I'm sorry. Uh, like, 
Oh, sorry. I mean, th that I hate less than squirrel flower. <laughs> okay, okay. I, so I think I agree with you there, but like, I like squirrel flower's music more than I like. Yeah, I shouldn't come at this uh, indie upstarts band name. That's not. We're just running out of things. Like, <laughs> I mean, like if I um, I'm just looking at my side table here. Like, if I were Cactus Glass, like that's not like a great band name either. But mm, that would pass no. muster. It would. I gotta think oh. about my band name. All right, next week we balloon work... child. Balloon child. I wait. I actually kind of like balloon child. It's real dumb. It's yeah. It sounds like um like a DJ or something. <laughs> I don't think balloon child is any better or worse than something like Fred again. Dot dot dot. Like Fred. Honestly, I don't hate the name Fred again. I think that's it's kind of like it's just nothing enough to mean something. Meanwhile, squirrel flower very much means two things. You know definitely flower. two things there for and fred yeah. again like i think his real name is fred so that does make sense right. to me the punctuation of it all is take takes it down a few sure. inches for me sure, like, sure, sure. that i, I mean just this is such like a hack thing to say but that is like the thing that bugs me the most about recent musical trends is the punctuation of it all i i don't i don't disagree but i do think it's just when a name like it means nothing i think that's the good band name it can't mean something it can't like a, i can't imagine what that means you know what i mean yeah <laughs> yeah i think i understand that but also like did the beatles mean anything no but that that feels different you know like it but like, like the, i think it means something now because like there are so many bands that are like the blinks now but okay, in the but 60s, like if you had a band called the Beatles, you'd be like, what? Like, is that like a weird sports team or something? Hmm. Okay. There's there's a lot to think about. I think the the item you choose or the thing you choose carries a lot of weight. Like if I was if I started a band called like like the papers. I kind of like that. I kind of like that actually. Um <laughs> I, for whatever reason, the name that was just rattling around my head was uh, Mademoiselle Earthworm. <laughs> Is that good? I think I think for a certain kind of act, it's good. If I started making music, I think maybe I would take that. And people would be like, why are you co-opting the word Mademoiselle from the French people? But like, so that is so true to my heart. Like, it's no, I, I really think that works for you. You're Mademoiselle Earthworm and I'm the papers. <laughs> Balloon one child. woman one woman the papers <laughs> well that is like florence and the machine like she's just mm -hmm. florence but she, like the machine is like her vibe mm -hmm. wow. exactly exactly well what a scintillating way to end this episode <laughs> wait how about okay i'm sorry one last thing papers and the balloon child just that's the name ah that's so like um 2012 2013 like group love era oh, to me. I, see and that's perfect because it means nothing like edward sharp and the Mag wait girls has a line about edward sharp and the magnetic zeros doesn't it probably Isn't i mean crazy? that it's so of its time yeah oh my god we gotta go back into the archives but um thank you guys again for another wonderful week um we will be back next week covering one of to me the best episode of girls period american bitch um yeah
yeah i I think i think that's it for this week i'm like i'm done yeah yeah you gotta go (laughs) to your dinner i gotta um sit on my couch we we got stuff to do we got stuff to do all right bye everyone bye